All right, y'all, man. Welcome to the Keep It A Buck podcast. We're going to keep it a buck about everything. All right, now this is a life and health insurance podcast. What we want to do is kind of just get the awareness out, let people that let people know that we're not just agents. But the first thing we want to do is, of course, introduce ourselves, right? So my name is Desan Rhodes. I'm Jared Gardenhire. And we're just going to talk about a little bit about ourselves first. JG, give a little uh, background about you, man. Who are you? Who am I? That's a good question. So my name is Jared Gardenhire, like I said earlier. Um, I'm from Twinsburg, Ohio, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, originally born and raised. Went to Ohio University. Twinsburg and Cleveland, but okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm here doing the life insurance thing. Didn't think I'd be doing the life insurance thing, but I met the right people. Um, I read the right books and they all kind of led me to, you know, when I'm making the decision on where I want to work and hearing the signs offer early on, it got me into the industry and here we are now. Um, what are a couple of jobs that you've had prior? Prior. So, well, we started off as, it was camp counselors together. Yeah, camp counselors, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so me and him, we kind of have a lot of chemistry. We basically started off as camp counselors in Solon Community Center Camp, which was cool. Worked with kids. I enjoyed it. I thought it was dope, yeah. actually. It was actually a really good experience. Um, but, yeah, I've done that. I've worked at Burger King. I've done the fast food thing. I used to work in uh, the food hall at one of my schools I used to went to. I used to go to Heidelberg University. Uh I've done it all. I've worked at uh, PacSun for a year, last year, for a full year, you know, but nothing compares to this. How long have you been here for? Um, it's been, this is my seventh month, actually. Seventh month. And <laughs> what would you say, like, the opportunity's done for you so far? Would you say, like, I mean, I don't want to compare it, but would you say it's better than the other ones or what? Nah, there's not, there's not, honestly, there's not, honestly, nothing really competes with uh, the insurance so far. I mean, I, like I tell Son all the time, man, um, I used to think I was going to be in the fashion or whatever, but like I started to get realistic and I was like, yo, like I want to really just create generational wealth. And so when I started working here, it was around the same time I started like actually starting to um, read and whatnot. So I read like a couple books about financial literacy and um, that really opened my eye to like creating assets and like money that works for me. So when Desan kind of started talking to me about insurance and saying like, yo, like when you start working here, like you can sell the policy and you get a nine month advance. And after that nine months, you get a, on that 10th month, you get a residual. And then you have the possibility of making money while you're not actually working. And when I heard that, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm about to do this. And you know, other things deterred me from there. So then I ended up starting working here and it just, it just all worked out. It's been a blessing to be here, honestly. I feel that, man. Yeah. So, um, JG's an agent here. Um, me and myself, I'm an agency manager. My story is obviously a little different from JG's, even though we both started, well, we both met each other at the Solon Rec Center. Um, I've had a couple other past job experiences, whether it be Chick-fil-A, um, what else I've been? Chick Fil A, Solon Rec Center. Um, I'm blanking. What else? What else did I do, JG? Um, you did lift for a little bit. Oh <laughs> well, no, I did do lift, bro. Yeah, yeah. I did lift. I did yeah, DoorDash. Mm -hmm. 
I worked at Amazon for a day. Amazon for a day. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you all this story, man. I'm just keeping it real brief, bro. I worked at Amazon. I remember the day, bro. It was June 12th. And, um, yeah, I worked my first day. I was like, cool. Like, this is slight work. Like, it is what it is, right? So then, like, the next day, um, it's funny. I was actually going camping with my friends. And during my camping trip, like, I get this text in my phone. And it's, like, from Amazon. I'm like, why are they texting me? Like, I'm not even working right now. And then they're like, it was 2020 also, you know, COVID. So they're like, um, yeah, someone just got COVID June 3rd. I'm like, I just worked there June 12th. And I'm like, I'm not working there again. <laughs> <laughs> so That was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, then that happened. But, um, uh, but yeah, ever since I've, I've started with the life insurance thing since November, 2020, and ever since then, you know, I kind of just, I don't want to say I've seen the, big, the bigger picture the whole way, but um, I just kind of saw first and foremost what it could do for me short term. And then once I was kind of in it short term, I got the bigger picture kind of um, displayed from me or displayed for me. You know, what I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to gain in my from what i'm trying to gain i can't speak for jg Mm -hmm. but what i'm trying to gain from this podcast is just to you know kind of just get the awareness out that you know i mean even if you don't have a college degree you know i I graduated from college i went to ohio university i had a sport management degree where i would have started off making 35 to forty thousand. and let me tell you i made more than that last year and you know even people with a college degree like there's another opportunity that's really I mean, I don't want to say better because an opportunity is what you make it, but um, that can make you more money if you just put in put in the work and the grind. Like, JJ, I'm sure you would agree with me. It's a grind, ain't it? Bro, like, the life insurance thing is definitely a grind, and it's exactly like kind of how Sean's saying. Like, it is you get out of it what you put into it. And, like, that's kind of like something that um, I've realized a lot of people that I work with kind of have kind of grasped that and a lot of them put in those long hours and you know like that'll rub off on you when you're in an agency like ours like in and people are working hard it's like okay but like um like the sign saying like i i've i'm seven months in i started actually november 2021 so i um since i've been working here i've seen the ups the downs but i've seen other people do really good and and turn the corner in a short amount of time so it's like I I seen what this industry can do for people. All it is is just like he said, like just putting in the work. And I, now nah, go ahead. I was gonna say, man. <laughs> so my current position, my current position is an agency manager, right? And <clears throat> I have this dude. He just passed his exam. Just got on with us. He wrote five thousand dollars worth of business um, today, and it's just like. For him to come on and make more bread in one deal than he would have made at his full time job, probably he works. He works at like a ride, like an auto parts store or something like that. So it's like his his um, weekly <laughs> biweekly wage doesn't equate to the little hour of work that he probably put in just helping someone else get some coverage. And that's the thing that I love about it too, man, is that we're actually helping these people, man. So anyway. I want to get back to me a little bit about me first. These people don't know about me yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know about, about me yet, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we got to let you talk. All right, so. What's up with you? I went to school at Ohio University, right? I had a great time. Big fan. Graduated 2020. After I graduated in 2020, I um, had a sport management 
sport management degree, had a job lined up for a basketball team, and then that thing kind of fizzled out. And then, um, you know, I was kind of left unemployed for a little bit, right? So I graduated in 2020. Um, so I'm just chilling, doing whatever. I had some a little bit of money saved up so I could kind of survive. And then November, I got, finally got into this. And um, since then, you know, I've been top producer my first um, full month in the industry. That was, well, my first full month was January. So I got 12000 in January. And then, um, well, since I had my license. Then I got top producer in April. I had 20000 there. I should have my trophies right here. We're going to bring you say that for a later episode. You should have had your trophies. It's all good. <laughs> I didn't Tw- think about that. Yeah. Twenty, yeah, yeah, twenty thousand in April. Then I had um, eighteen thousand in July. Talk your shit. Yeah, man, eighteen, Talk your shit. eighteen thousand in July. I didn't get top producer, man. That's crazy though. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. We are gonna say that for a little bit later. It's a big agency though. It is a big agency. Eighteen thousand in July, and then I set my record for twenty five thousand set in September. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, ever since then, ever since September, I've really been building my agency. You see, we got JG on here mm-hmm. in November. Um, I got a couple a couple dogs. My, you know what I mean? Like Riley. Riley just graduated mm-hmm. from Ohio University. Shout That's out my dog, one. Riley. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And then we got Carl just came on, came in. I just talked about him. Mm-hmm. And then we trying to get Adam Gaver back on board. He think, he think gonna Adam, come, man. He where you at, Adam? Back. Adam gonna come back. Adam gonna come back. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of um, a little bit about me. And I wanted to say, well, I kind of wanted to figure out, like, what do you want to get from this podcast, JG? Um, so, yeah. So, so for myself, when I first started doing insurance, I honestly, like, I mean, I wasn't alone because I had, like, a bunch of great mentors. And I had, like, you know, people showing me the ropes and stuff like that. And people that were willing to go out and, like, show me what I need to do on a daily basis. He's supposed to, he's supposed to say that. <laughs> 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 nah, they suck for real. <laughs> nah, but nah, but I had no, but seriously though, they they were really good. Um, they mentoring me, but like, but everybody goes through that time where they have to be alone. But for us, it like for everybody, like everybody goes through that moment where they they're on their own and they have to just really internalize everything that they're doing and they have to. You know, like really just grind and this business, like you're your own business in this business. You are your own business. (laughs) So like everything that you do is for you and the benefit of you. So like what I want to do and what we want to do is just kind of give people like kind of be the voice for people that don't um, have a voice, I guess, and and are doing this insurance thing. Like people who go through the everyday struggle and just kind of let you guys know that you're not alone. Like you have people out here like us who are out here grinding, not behind a desk, not like, no, we're out here in the field, meeting people, getting told no to our face, getting told yes to our face, hitting the highs, hitting the lows. We're out here just like you. And you don't have to go through this alone. You have someone, at least some type of community that wasn't there before that is there to at least hear your problems. And if we can help like become a better agent we could do that too and you could probably help me become a better agent too but basically we just want you to not be out there and on your own in a sense and have somebody that you can listen to to give you some inspiration in the field that you're in wow 
I'm not gonna lie, that was real. I don't even know if I can follow that one up. <laughs> He's being sarcastic as hell. I know he got some fire. <laughs> what you about to say, boy? He, he set me up. <laughs> I always come with what that you heat. You feel me? <laughs> I know you got something for me. I know you can follow that up. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, so a little bit about what I hope to get from the life insurance podcast, man. It's just kind of, um, I mean, like I said before, like awareness. You know, like, I feel like a lot of, you know, JG kind of talked about it from an agent perspective, right? I'm going to kind of come at the angle of, like, a client perspective. So I feel like a lot of uh, clients out there, um, whether it be us door knocking like a lead or um, whatever the case may be, a lot of them sometimes we'll just kind of see us as just, you know, just the regular old life insurance agent who only cares about themselves, right? But what I'm trying to hope to gain from this podcast is, one, to get more knowledge out there to the people because a lot of us don't honestly talk about, um, you know what I mean, the burden that it kind of leaves on on the family, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'm going to get a little emotional here. Nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Mama Dukes passed away a couple years ago, right? And we didn't have coverage on her. And that was, I don't want to say it was hard for my family. Because what happened was, I'm pretty sure, what to my knowledge happened was, um, we were able to have the funeral and then actually pay them back later, right? However, that's not the case for everyone. Not everyone knows someone at the funeral so my hope to get from this is that everyone actually kind of really kind of considers life insurance and actually thinks about it as something that they truly need because that is something that we all need in each and every community, whether it be the black community, whether it be the white community, whether it be Hispanic community, whoever it is, we all need it because at the end of the day, we're all going to pass away and there's going to be a, some kind of expenses that have to come with with burying you properly or whether it be burning you properly, whatever the case may be. So I, that's, that's kind of what I hope to gain from it. It's not all about us and our commissions. It's actually about getting the knowledge out to the clients and getting the knowledge out to the people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's me. As you can tell, he's very strongly about that. He feels very strongly. About that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's why we do it for real though. Like you can't help, but want to just help these people, people that you know, for a fact, um, don't have the, cause not everyone's like putting away their income. Like when they make a good amount of money, like not everyone's putting something aside for, you know, those rainy days. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're kind of like just standing up for the everyday guy that, doesn't have you know i mean like a reserve account for when you know a death occurs or something like that like instead of worrying about that like just um take the responsible action to like you know get a life insurance policy and you know like we're not gonna like force feed this down someone's throat but we're gonna at least like kind of give you the knowledge and give you the whys as to why you should get it i guess and give you a little bit more clarity because I feel like some people might have a bad um, interpretation of how insurance is. And I know Dasan is, we've, we've ran and we've, all of us, like everybody that probably works here has ran into people that just don't have a positive outlook on the, the products that we sell. And I mean, that's fine, but like at least hear the positives too. 
Like, I mean, there's, <laughs> I think there's more pros than cons here, <laughs> for being honest. Um, yeah, facts. So, um, to wrap up the intro, man, we're going to be doing this thing um, on YouTube first. We're going to post a couple of YouTube videos, and then after that, we're going to be on Twitch. It's going to be at keepitabuck underscore podcast. Then you can also follow us on Instagram. It's going to be keepit.a.buckpodcast. So you can follow mm-hmm. us on those socials. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce the owner of the agency, Chester Ash. All right. So let's welcome to the Keep It a Buck podcast, Mr. Chester Ash himself. So Chester, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Who are you? Well, my name is Chester Ash. Um, I'm just a life insurance agent. Um, I've been doing this business for about 12 years. Um, my whole passion in the business is one, to bring product knowledge to the community but more importantly, to change lives by actually bring, bringing in business partners and introduce them to what it is that we actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chester, we want to start off with an icebreaker just to kind of like loosen the whole thing up a little bit. What's, okay. the, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? That's- wow. The best piece of advice that I've ever been given You know what, JJ, is not so much um, advice. It's, it's actually happened through mentorship. Um, and that's going to be, it's, it's mindset. You know, um, coming from a poverty mindset, and then having that mentorship to have me transition from a poverty mindset to just kind of like the book, Think and Grow Rich, knowing that you can actually visually see something and actually make it happen. You know, against all eyes and the fact that you actually don't have um, a formal bachelor or master degree education. Mm-hmm. So mindset has probably been the biggest thing that I've been actually taught in this business. So when you say poverty mindset, what exactly do you mean by that? Hmm. Poverty mindset. Well, you know what? I'm actually entertaining um, putting a book together. But, you know, coming from um, a background where I was actually um well, at two to three years old in the projects, walking up and down the street, I don't know where my mom was, right? Um, going from there to um, Patterson, New Jersey, living with my cousins, where it was six of them, six of us, aunts, uncles, you had to fight for breakfast in the morning, you didn't get up early enough. And I'm little, so I had to get down there real early. You know, you didn't eat. You know, so um, just not a lot of successful people around you or people to navigate you to the level of success. And um, just been blessed through one, what if you guys actually heard my um, testimonial, The Why in the Road, where meeting one young lady that was doing life insurance brought me into the business. And through that path, um, you know, God doesn't make mistakes, um, landed some millionaire mentorship um, that really changed, transitioned and changed my life. So, The Why in the Road, we've heard about it, right? Right. Oh, love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So listen, if you're from the Cleveland area, right? Um, If you're from the Cleveland area, I believe it's, uh, well, here, let me just go and paint this picture. One evening, I'm actually going to get something to eat. And I end up at the corner where Calypso's is to the right. China Mountain is on St. Clair. So I had to make a decision whether if I wanted to eat Calypso's or if I wanted China Mountain. So I sat there and I pondered and I realized and this one decision was actually going to change my life. And so I chose Calypso's. Calypso's got the best chicken fillies in Cleveland, if you don't know. Um, ran into a young lady named Latoni Brown. She was a childhood friend of my little sister's. At the time, I was actually doing bell bonds work. So I gave her a card. She gave me her card. Didn't really think nothing of it. 
I got home and she relentlessly started to call me and tell me about <laughs> this business. So, um, but I really wasn't fascinated about it because I asked her, I said, Tony, well, what you do? She said, life insurance. It didn't sound interesting to me because I was doing bail bonds work and I was actually. Wait, uh, you said life insurance agent relentlessly calling you? Right, yeah, she was relentlessly calling me. That sounds she was doing something <laughs> right. <She's laughs> hey, you're absolutely correct to like buy or die. Um, but, what, but what she did is, um, you know, it wasn't entertaining to me because growing up, we don't see successful people riding rims or the fancy cars, and you're like, Yo, what you do? I'm life insurance agent, you know, until you meet us now, but um. But at that particular time, I didn't. I wasn't interested. So she called me, but time and time again, I said no. I said I know. I said no. I said no. And then um, I thought about uh, the story in the Bible, where they talk about the three boats. And here it is. I had sold cars. The car business went under. I had did real estate. Real estate market had imploded, and now I'm chasing people and fighting in the back of ga uh, gas stations, doing our uh, bail bonds work. And, um, and I'm telling this young lady no to an opportunity. So I thought about it being like my third ship, took her up on it, missed the first interview, went to the second one, um, made the decision to actually to do it. At that particular company, I made like $35,000 liquid in three months on a horrible contract. And um, then pretty much just continued to travel the path that led us to where we are today. Mm -hmm. So, hey. All of us should be thinking of Tony Brown. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you, Latoni. Latoni, wherever you are, wherever Tony, you are, we might have you on the pod. Hey, <laughs> anytime you see these guys, Latoni, they're buying your dinner. <laughs> Just <laughs> notice. Yeah. Thanks, All thanks, right. Thanks. All right. So one more, one more question for the icebreaker that we have for you, right? Mm -hmm. What exactly? Because you're the agency owner, right? What exactly is your vision for the agency? You know, um, there was a one partnership that I had. Um, prior to when I actually um, got with this other company. And I had went to church on a Sunday, and they asked me, well, the pastor talked about being a micro-visionary, a miso, and a macro-visionary. So I went back to my business partner, and I said, are you a micro, miso, or a macro? He said, well, I'm a micro, but you're a macro. Um, there's really no limit to it, Desan. You know, when I talk on stages, you know, I'm, my whole passion is to change lives. Look, look, look at y'all. Like, look at this. You know, it's 18 months later, and, and the things that you've accomplished and everybody else that's doing, um, that's partnered up with me is bananas. Um, but it's to change lives. Until I walk off this planet, I would just do everything humanly possible to make sure that we're doing stuff like this and you guys are taking it to the next level. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, Chester said a little something about Chester or... Not Chester didn't say a little bit about Chester, but <laughs> Chester said something a little bit about changing lives, right? And I kind of wanted to touch on that because, I mean, I've talked about my past jobs, Chick-fil-A, Solon Rec, like all that stuff. None of that changed my life. And it's funny because a lot of the people, you know, we're a recruiting agency, a lot of people that I recruit into the business, right? Um, a lot of them say, I'm scared, like it's just commission. I want something where, you know, I'm going to get guaranteed a check. And it's just like... Everyone needs life insurance. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, everyone needs life insurance. And um, when you talk about changing lives, man, when I kind of, when that, I talked about it earlier with my moms. Mm -hmm. When that happened to me, that kind of, you know, I mean, kind of flipped the switch. Or at least when I heard that story about what happened. And um, 
like about with like with our how we she didn't have coverage or whatnot. Um, that kind of flipped the switch with me and made me realize like yo like we all need this like regardless like no matter who mm-hmm. you are any person anyone can go at X, any given time. X. And uh, when that uh, switch kind of flipped for me, um, that's kind of when I started having a lot of success. And I mean Chester to tell you like <laughs> I started in the business with a Prius. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'll say it. I'm driving the Tesla now. <laughs> um, I want to jump in here, man. You're not about to just tell that story that simply. <laughs> so, all right. You know, I've been, ble- you know, one thing is that everybody got to understand that there is a process. So even though you may s- see where I am now, or even with the sign and what Jared is doing, you know, for me, it actually took um, 12 years. My, my story is a little bit different. But I'm saying that humbly right now to just tell you this particular story. So this guy comes and, you know, it's it's like it was always meant to be because the way that we end up partnering up. But he didn't move the same way that like everybody else did or, you know, like younger people usually if they see you in a $120,000 vehicle and at the time, you know, I'm standing in a half a million dollar house and I'm like, I'm like, what is going to motivate this guy? Like, he's not moving. Like, why? So I'm like, all right, cars is not getting them. House ain't getting them. Like, I said, maybe just because he's from Beachwood. That may be the reason, right? He's around a lot of success. Yeah. Beachwood's a suburb. So the then the guy tells me that he says money doesn't move him, right? But what happened was till he got his own money. <laughs> and when he got his own money, you know, things actually changed. And then that's when the traveling and he saw that how the money in his own pocket, not in someone else's pocket, actually made a difference. I heard this quote that said that money makes you more of who you are. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it, it increases like the certain things about you. Like it'll like if you're a nicer person, you'll be an even more nice person if you make more money. Or if you, you know, like kind of like an asshole, you're going to be more of an asshole if you make more money. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to expand more about you, but... I'm gonna say two things to that. One would be that I, when I partner up with you, I said, JJ, it's cool. Like, you're a cool dude right now, right? Mm-hmm. But let's see who you become when you get some money. <laughs> like, really, that, that, you know, it happens that yeah. way, right? Mm-hmm. Then the next thing I, I'll tell you, when you get some money, and if you are an asshole, that man makes the money, money doesn't make the man. You know, because you guys understand, I put you guys around a lot of very successful individuals, mm-hmm. and you got to be authentic to yourself. If you notice that about the in, the, the executives that I put you in front of, mm-hmm. so hey. Anything else that you would like to add, Mister C. Ash Group himself? Man, just keep doing what you guys are doing. If we're using this platform um, in regards where we're talking about products, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Desan said. Everybody needs coverage. Like, what is the percentage of people within a one-mile radius that needs that's that's going to die? Like, what percentage of people within one mile? 100. 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, so the one thing that we do is bringing that to the community, understanding how to use life insurance so that your family members don't have to beg, borrow, and steal. Mm-hmm. Two, to transcend um, wealth. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, this is for yourself, how to use this as an investment. That's from the production side of things, right? Mm-hmm. All right. But if you want to change your life, even if you want to add just a few thousand dollars per month, you know, but, you know, everybody don't want to be a six-figure income earner. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up hungry. An extra $500,000 a month if my mama knew how to sell life insurance would have definitely changed some things. So if you want to use this platform to be a weekend warrior or even to take this thing on 100% and travel the country doing it, man, this is the platform for you. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, guys. Well, thank you, Chester, man. Me personally, man, I can say you've been an incredible mentor Appreciate first it. and foremost. And uh, yeah, man, I just can't wait to see where the future takes us. So. Yeah. Well, next month is going to be in Jamaica. Thanks. <laughs> hey, right, appreciate brother. you guys, man. Of course. Great job. All right, so we got a little bit of Chester. Up next, we're going to have MJ herself, top producer, Maisha Johnson. Let's bring her on, bring, bring her on in. Yep. Yes. Right, MJ Group. All right, y'all. So we got MJ on the podcast, Miss Top Producer. But before we get into her, right, I want to explain a little something, okay? We have five silos, five platforms that we sell on, whether it be final expense, that's just going to be your regular life insurance, whether it be Medicare, whether it be hospital indemnity plans, whether it be annuities. Um, there's one more. It's not IULs. Oh, Medicare supplement plans. And Maisha, um, to start us off, JG had a question for you. Yeah, so um, first off, Maisha, how are you doing today? How are you? I'm good. You're good. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys asking me to be on your podcast. Mm-hmm. One of your first podcasts that's going to be amazing called mm-hmm. Keep It a Buck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I taught JG that asking people how how they are first. Bro, yeah. honestly, that has worked. That that one thing, <laughs> that one thing has really switched my manners and how people approach me and how I approach other people. Yeah. Like that one thing. Really Son definitely I'm a, I'm gonna say it right here first. Son <laughs> definitely gave me that that little key. Like that is a major key. Anybody out there, please start asking people how they doing. You you'll be surprised. First. Ask them first. Yes, yes. First. Yes. Ain't that right? First. Maisha's on her live on Instagram. Follow her. What is it? Follow what, Maisha. What's your page? Maisha underscore J-I-G 2018. 18. Thank yeah. you, sir. Hey, Maisha. <laughs> I, actually, I did have a question. I'm sorry to cut you off, JG. I did have a question, though, Maisha. <laughs> Obviously, y'all see the top producer right here in the middle. Um, what is that? 29412 cents. Like, mm-hmm. that is an incredible month. I mean, my highest record-breaking month is 25000 I just want to kind of get some insight on what kind of, one, effort it took, what kind of irrational clients did you have? <laughs> no, I mean, we want to talk about the good and the bad. But, you know, I mean, just tell, give us a little insight about how that month, how your April was. How, what, did, what did it take for you? Well, guys, what it took for me is, first of all, to get up every day. And to have a mind, it's a mindset and it's an energy job. You know, I need all the energy in order to give out that good energy so people can trust you and believe in what you are giving to them. And and I don't like to say selling because I sell nothing. I service all my clients. Um, I'm in a service industry. Um, So me, it is um, the mindset of getting up every day, getting out there, meeting people's needs, because that's what I do, meet the needs of the people. So um, just knowing that I need to take care of my family, I need to take care of your family, gives me an initiative to get out there every day and to grind. And I'm competitive. I am. I'm not in sports, but I like to make money. (laughs) So I'm not going to lie. These guys around here, we have a group meet, and they throwing up numbers, knocking Mm -hmm. doors, going, doing this, doing that. I'm like, MJ, you got to get out there. 
You got to make that money. You got to show them what you made of. Because, you know, I'm a new kid on the block. Even though I've been in the industry like four years, I'm the new kid on the block here at the Ash Group. Just started in January. And you guys welcome me in with open arms. And I just want to say thank you. And just to watch you young people just go. Um, the way you go, it makes me just go that much harder. You guys are working on families and growing your life. I'm working on retirement. So, again, I'm, I'm working on retirement. So, that makes me go. That's what I like is like that we have like a really good balance here see that ash group it's like we have a couple young guys and then we have a good amount of like you know the net, the older generation so you know boomers. the baby boomers yeah <laughs> <laughs> so boomers I'm so not like, booming yet so like you know like <laughs> so we got like a lot to learn from them like whether you've been in the business for like you know like six months five months or or five years like there's people here that's been here for like 12 years it's like it's good to have that balance because we're learning from them they're learning from us it's just like it's perfect i love it perfect so yeah go ahead into the icebreaker jg all right okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah yeah so my issue we got a little icebreaker for you icebreaker. Want, yeah just loosen everything up a little bit you know what i'm saying so um we wanted to know if you could teach a class on any of the five silos which would you choose and why? Five silos. Well, coming out with final expense, of course, that was my first love. Um, and I just wanted to do the insurance industry as a whole just to help us to know that we need to leave a legacy and we need to not leave a deficit for our families. Um, so I just was caring about making sure that you don't leave your families with a funeral debt um, and doing GoFundMes and all that. That was my first thought of doing the insurance and helping families. But it, again, getting into insurance, I realized that it was so much more for us. It's a living benefit and it's also a death benefit. So my silo would be the IULs, the index funds. They really is something that um, our people can um, feed off of, grow off of. Um, the families, if you're a young family, um, get more bang for your buck, grow um, your money and be able to borrow from something. You know, how many times you guys called somebody and needed to borrow $1,000? Needed to borrow $2,000, $500, anything. $5. $5. When the last time you've been able to call somebody and just genuinely be able to do that? Well, what I found out early in the game, um, being a young person, getting life insurance and getting the right policy, um, that I had living benefits, I had death benefits. I was able to call up the insurance company. Hey, I need a thousand dollars. And the next day it was in my account. So that's when it became real to me. So that's what I want to give to you. If you're um, a healthy body, you're, you're young enough, you got the funds, a bank account, and um, willing to pay what is due you and invest in yourself, I want to help you with IULs. I love them. And it's, it's the bang, it's the bang. You said something that I really like. It was, okay. um, you know, getting them the right policy. And that's kind of something that, you know what I mean, we do. I mean, <laughs> really, that, that is what we do. Better. You know what I'm saying? We come out, we try and, um, you know, just, we just want to have a conversation with you. You know what I mean? Try and figure out, and we can figure out everything within, whether it be 30 minutes to an hour or five to 10 minutes. <laughs> when I walk to the door, I know what you want. 
<laughs> but yeah, man, we just, that's that's kind of um, another thing that I kind of wanted to say was, um, you know, kind of like a stigma about life insurance is that, I mean, I, I kind of touched on it earlier is that, you know, what I mean, a lot of Mike, you didn't hear this, but a lot of people when they like the clients and whatnot, they kind of see us as just, you know, trying to get money in our pockets or it's right. a bill. Yeah, I mean, they see it that way, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like a bill. But, I mean, really, it's for their future. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, what I was saying, like, it's not really about what's in our pocket. It's just about getting them the right coverage. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of why, um, you know, I mean, Chester, for example, like, he put the system that he has in place to actually teach us how to teach the client. Yeah. What is, you know what I mean, what is the right coverage for them? And then in mind, and teaches us what is the right coverage for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I look at it like, I mean, I ask God, you know, I always want to do things as needed. You know, I, I love good products. I love taking care of clients and all that good stuff. But what I don't, what I had to think and sit back and say is, why is it that we have to push so hard to cover ourselves? How precious is your life? You get a vehicle before you can drive it off the lot. What is they? What they tell you? You need insurance. And you hurry up and get it. You buy an iPhone, $1,400. You need insurance. You hurry up and get it. But then your life, how precious is that? That's my issue with people. Like, I don't have to convince you to insure your life. It's, it's mandatory. And we should know that. You want to know what I heard one from a wise man? What did he say? He said, you can get car insurance, right? Mm-hmm. And never use it. You don't know if you don't use it. You don't even know. <laughs> That's a very good. I've heard that quote too. You can get renters yeah. insurance. You know for sure you're gonna use it. No. Nah. Life insurance. You gonna use it? Are you gonna use life insurance, Tassan? Are you? Are you gonna <laughs> use life insurance? <laughs> real, are you? Uh, real talk though. And it's up to you what kind of life insurance you want. Again, um, if you just want to take care of your barrel, you want your family to be safe and not take, you know, worry about anything and have a peace of mind, great. Get final expense. I'm there for you. But if you want to have something left behind for your children a little bit more and lay a foundation where they can grieve properly and take care of their family, have a foundation and build upon and build upon for their family and the next family and the next family, generation upon generation, then let's go with the next thing Mm -hmm. and invest in yourself. Talk heavy. Talk heavy. (laughs) So, MJ, to conclude, give us one turmoil that you had because you wrote 29,000. Like, that's a whole lot of mother effing good. But let's talk about what, what's, what's one turmoil that you had? What's one thing that you went through last month? <laughs> uh, I had a couple of DUIs. I had a Whoa. couple. Whoa. That's not that. Yeah. That's not, that's not the podcast to say that type of stuff. Wrong podcast. <laughs> not for me. For my clients. And I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just, oh, okay. What I'm saying is the thing was making sure people had their stuff in order. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have a DUI. But I'm going to tell you what life insurance is. People don't know that they look at your motor vehicle report. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so that's an issue. Keep your stuff in order. You know, I ran across that. I put a post up that said the best word is approved. Not everything I put out was approved. 
I might have did more than 29000 but all wasn't approved. Mm. And that was it. You know, and you would think that it's just older people that had problems, but it's a lot of young people out here that wasn't approved on those big policies I was trying to get them of 100000 and better that you want. Because uh-huh. it's about how you live while you're here and how they look at you and how they underwrite you. And those are my different things that I went through. And I hate to see a decline. Mm-hmm. Trust me, right. I want to put you in force. When I come to you and do the work, I'm diligent. It takes time to do great work. And I'm taking time out of my day, out of days, weeks. I've worked on stuff for months. And my thing is I want you approved. So my thing is live life the best you know how. Keep yourself as healthy as you know how. Don't live reckless. Don't drive reckless. Um, And and those things count against you. And you don't think it does. So my, and those were the adversities that I came against. Um, Keeping yourself healthy, you know, keeping your weight down, keeping yourself together. Mm -hmm. Um, Those were the different things. But um, one thing I would like to say, um, and, and this has nothing to do with what happened this month, but in the industry, it happened to me. Um, people will bring you in and tell you, oh, they're ready and they write a check. And then they'll turn around and cancel a check. But guess what you got to keep doing? Writing business. Writing business. OTN, on to the next. Sorry for your trouble that you don't believe in yourself. Let's go to the next person that does believe in themselves. So that's what we do. We keep it moving. Basically, don't let some a, a client that um, doesn't pay or anything like that, don't let that deter you. Don't let that stop you from moving forward. From moving forward in your like, business. Yeah. There's more. There's, there's, there's an abundance of clients out there that are looking for what you're selling. Don't let anyone stop you just because they don't believe in it. So looking, looking um, for what you're serving. Mm-hmm. You're not selling anything. You're serving your Yeah, clients. you're serving. Exactly. Yeah, there's people service. that are that need the help that you are out here giving to people. Yeah. Like, and we're educating the community as well. Like, we're educating people that don't know the stuff that we're, you know what I mean? Like, that we're talking about. So definitely, um, definitely don't let anybody tell you that what we're doing is invaluable because it definitely is very definitely. valuable. Um, Yeah, man. Well, shout out to you, MJ, man. Congratulations on your top producer month. I'll just say from my perspective, man, I've been with the C.Ash group since November, and, you know, not many people can really come in and just kind of make an impact the way that you have, whether it be recruiting, whether it be the production, being on the field and whatnot, whether it be the... um, the energy. The, no, no, I was going to say the accountability worksheet. The accountability worksheet. Oh, accountability. Yeah. Bringing something to the table. I'm yeah, saying. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> MJ's, MJ's been, she's been. Man, she's been here. She's, yeah. It's almost like she was always been here. You know what I mean? Like she fit right into the family. Seriously, like it was crazy. Like just um, having MJ's mentorship, definitely. It feels like she's always been here. Literally, I can't, I can't put it any other way, but it's. Amazing having her here, guys. Real talk. Honestly. Real talk. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to you, MJ, man. Thank Thanks. you, guys. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving We're doing a good work. We're not coming down, guys. We're not coming down. I'm retiring from here. <laughs> she, she ain't retiring. She's I don't know. I'm retiring from here. See, they from here. From here, from this industry. From this industry, dog. I mean. It's funny because me and JG think the same way. That is so crazy. We take that. 
They take it so literally. See, the thing is, this is my second career. They just starting out. They baby chicks, you know what I'm saying? Oh, These are oh, baby chicks. Baby chicks? Not chicks like chicks. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Okay, ducks. Wait, baby chicks? Jeez. <laughs> they already knew when I was coming in here, they was going to bust them up. Oh, yeah. And they was going to have some jokes going on. But mm. I would like to say, guys, again, this is my second career. I love it. I had my first career. I loved it. Do what you love. I love serving people. I love giving them what they need, and they need what we have. So call us and keep us on your mind. See that ash coming at you live. I love it. Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. Keep it that money. The Benjamins, mm-hmm. all about the Benjamins, baby. It's all about. Oh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> Oh, we are on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Two cameras going. We live on yeah, yeah. Y'all know what it be. Give us a call. All right. Come All in, come right. in. Take come care. In. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. So you, first and foremost, again, foremost. congratulations to MJ. We're going to let you go. And you going to let me go? You kicking me out? I'm always <laughs> over with. Oh, we're done now. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, Mike's just done. Uh, Mike's moved. Mike, hey, the mic is moving away from her. <laughs> the next person we're going to bring on is going to be the other young gunner, man. He's been here. Of course, MJ. Thank you, Thank man, you for your time. I really love you. Thank you for giving us your time. Love you yes, too. Yeah, love you too, MJ. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So here you can see we got my man's. What's your name? Dante Harris. What's up, y'all, man? How y'all doing? We doing pretty good. First and foremost, how are you, Dante? I'm doing good. You doing good? (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing good. Good, good, good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. All right, cool. So I want to give a little background on Dante. Mm -hmm. Dante actually started in the um, business before me. I started in November 2020. When did you start, Dante? Um, I started in April of 2020. So, um, I got introduced into the business in January of 2020. So, um, my dad, he used to sell cars with Chester and they connected me. And I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur because I originally, um, I was going to college. So I was trying to be a physician assistant. You know, I wanted to be in the medical field, but as I was in school, um, I realized I didn't have, like, a true passion for what I was doing. Like, you know, like, I was getting good grades and stuff, but, like, What you were know, you doing? Uh, what? Like, in school? Like, mm-hmm. what I was, um, so, my major was, um, what was it? It was, a uh, I can't even remember. It was, it was something in the medical field, so. <laughs> I thought you were just going to welding school. Am I wrong? No, that? yeah. So, first, I went to Walden Wallace. It was in the medical to be um, a physician assistant. Then, after that, um, once I dropped out, um, I went to welding school. So I went to welding school for six months. Um, I got all my certificates, uh, MIG, stick, TIG, everything. So once it was time for me to get the job, you know, um, I went through the whole presentation and I couldn't really see myself working there for like three to like a long time because like it was real hot. Nobody really looked happy like working there. I couldn't just see myself working there like full time. So, um, my parents thought I was crazy because, like, I did all that work, like, in school, like, for no reason. They was like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know, why you ain't, why you used to do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just I just feel like that's not, like, the path I want to go down for real. Like, I don't know. So um, that's when I talked to my dad about my thoughts. He was like, man, you should be, like, your own boss. Like, you know, um, I know Chester. He um, used to sell cars when you was little. And I think, you, you know, y'all kind of alike. So I think y'all should uh, meet up and connect. Yeah, I just want to say a little bit. Um, when I came into the business, Dante was already here, 
And, um, you know, Dante was kind of someone that I could relate to because we're both young. Um, you know, a lot of people don't really grow up and they're like, oh, I can't wait to be a life insurance agent when I grow up. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of young people also don't even really know about life insurance. So Dante was someone I could relate to. So Dante was someone who I was always <laughs> constantly um, comparing our numbers. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I first started. Dude, when I first started, I literally had, like, I don't know if y'all know, like, an Excel spreadsheet. Like, I printed it out, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I put on, like, the left column, I think it's, like, either A or, like, 1 or whatever it is, right? I put mm-hmm. Dasan, and then I put Dante. And then every time Dante got a deal, like, that week or we at the end of the week when we told our numbers, I put, all right, he got 5,000, such, such, such. <laughs> I got He's trying, that boy. <laughs> As a matter of fact, y'all want to know how real it was? Dante, talk about this award right here, bro. Bro, so was this in July? July, bro. bro I know so it's July. I know said, don't month. act like I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what month it was. Bro. So look, all right, so I believe you got off to a fast start. Like, you started off, like, I think you, like, got, like, 8000 or 10000 or something <laughs> the first two weeks. So I'm like, okay, okay. So I was getting no show and stuff, but I knew like if I keep getting referrals and if I keep like, you know, doing follow-ups and stuff, I'm going to eventually like, you know, get these deals. So it's key to always follow up on your business because like um, when you like, cause some people be busy, you know, like with their jobs and stuff. And like, uh, it's always good to reschedule the appointments so you could get them at a good time. So. That's really all I did, and I just kept following up. And then, like, towards, like, that middle end of the month, I just took off. Like, I just took <laughs> off, and I think I beat him on some, like, last minute. Like, I think it was the last day. Bro, it thing. was the last day. Bro, bro. first off, I, I remember what you're talking about for mm-hmm. mid to end month, because I literally was thinking, like, yo, like, did Dante, like, catch me? Right. <laughs> so, then, <laughs> so then there was that. And then I remember the last day, bro. I remember it too specifically, bro. I was... I could say his full government name right now, but I'm not even going to say the dude's name. Uh-huh. I was at this client's house, and he was, I still haven't gotten him coverage, but he was talking like, yo, like, man, this looks good and everything. He's just like, I just want to think about it, man. I just want to, I just, you know, I just want to sit and think about it. You know what I mean? Like, if it's the middle of the month, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, like, go ahead, take your time. I'll follow up with you. But no, nah, it's July, like, 31st. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to be Tay. And uh, he didn't go through with it. And then as soon as I go back out to my car, Dante posts a deal in the group me. And I'm just like, (laughs) this dude just beat me. (laughs) First thing I did was call Chester, man. He was like, man. It's okay, bro. You guys are pushing each other. He tried, yeah. to, make me, he tried to make me feel better about it. I'm like, man, whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's not what I want to do. That's not what I want to do. That's funny, yeah, bro. Hell no. But no, nah, man, I'm glad you, like, I remember when you first, like, came, bro. Like, when you was, like, debating on, like, if you was going to do this or not. Mm-hmm. Then I remember talking. I was like, man, I'm telling you, bro. Like, you you get your own business. You don't got to share business with nobody. All your deals is your deals. Like, mm-hmm. you know this is where you should be at. So I knew, like, from talking to you then, like, you was going to make the right decision. Right. Come to that, you know, so. Yeah, man, that's one of the main things that I've kind of been, um, and I hope you can attest to this too, JG, is that, that I've kind of really um, enjoyed about the process of being with the CDOT Ash group is that everything's kind of been completely transparent. 
You know what I mean? Like you 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 know your you know your contract levels, you know your um your business is your business, you know your leads are your leads. Like you don't have to worry about anyone following up on your leads and then taking that business from right under you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah. that's kind of one thing I've really enjoyed about um mm-hmm. my experience here so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can speak to that. Mm-hmm. A, I mean, it's very straightforward the way, uh, you know, see that Ash Group has been. Um, I mean, I came into the business with Desan, so it was kind of like him showing me the ropes, somebody I've known for, for like at least five plus years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Say probably six plus mm-hmm. years now at this point, but it's just like, it was easy for me to And y'all was roommates too. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, I know he's not lying to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but, um, but yeah, so, um, just did we we asked him that? No, nah, we didn't. Go ahead. Okay, 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 cool. So, just a little icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as a child, everybody has you know their aspirations. I wanted to be Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so some people wanted to be that. I wanted to be Optimus Prime. We can't all be Optimus. Um, what did you want to be? Like a superhero or just like no, no, what did no, I no, want to no, be no, like? No, no. What did you want to do when you grow up? We joking around. Like I wanted uh, to be a policeman, for example. So okay. what exactly um, did you want to be when you grew up? Keep it a buck with her. Of course, I wanted to go to the NBA. You have to the, keep it a buck. Yes, <laughs> you already know. I wanted to go to the NBA. Like, I don't know. Like, I always grew up watching LeBron, and I just looked up to that shit. Like, I don't know. Like, I always wanted to be like a basketball player. But um, my backup plan, well, my family... We wasn't like any, like, I don't really have any entrepreneurs really, so I wasn't really around that. So I really didn't know any better. So, you know, I was always taught to um, go to school, get a good job, and, you know, get a good career and stuff. So that's how I kind of gravitated to being a doctor. So that's why I always, um, I just stuck with that from, you know, um, kindergarten through 12th grade. And then, I don't know, it's just, the doctor stuff, man, it's boring. Like, I just can't see myself being stuck in the like office. Like, I like to be free. I like to make my own schedule. I like to like work when I want to work. You know, so you know, I feel like this is a good business for me, and um, I can see myself really becoming really successful if I keep up with it and stay consistent and eventually start um, building and stuff. So, and also, I'm really um, getting like trying to like go after these annuities really that's what i really been trying to get after man like it's crazy like it's so much money out here with these annuities man but i I know i'm this close to closing my first deal but i know it's gonna come soon so what exactly is an annuity touch on that for us all right so um so with annuities so basically um you know with people's 401ks 403bs we're retirement income agents so what we do we protect and reserve retirement accounts and we help create guaranteed income that you will never outlive. So um, if a person has a 401k, 403b, or any type of retirement plan, we just protect that money. So instead of it just sitting over there, not doing anything, we just roll it over to like a fixed annuity, an IRA account. So when the market goes up, your money's constantly growing. But if the market goes down, you don't lose anything at all. So it's just you just protecting your money and you just living off that money um, after you retire as well. So that's what it yeah, man. The way that I think about it is kind of like um, essentially like, you know, how like the stock market crashed and like, oh, what was it? The recession in 07 mm-hmm. or even like, and right now the stock market is crashing. I believe, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, 
people who don't have like fixed annuities and stuff like that, their money is probably tanking. Oh, like, you want a variable you know, annuity? Variable annuity, yeah, stuff like that. that. You, probably you know, money. they probably losing a lot right now. Big so. But this is when you're supposed to buy. Like, if you like into stocks and crypto yeah. and stuff, this is when you're supposed to buy when the dips is down and everything. So. JG love from some stocks. Mm-hmm. Big stock guy right here. Mm-hmm. Two, <coughs> two stock Shakur. Only I would buy two stocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was I about to say? I was about to say so. But um, yeah, the NBA though. You know, like, um, I what a, in high school, like I kind of figured like, oh yeah, I ain't making this to the fucking NBA, like, <laughs> cause like, <laughs> I, like I don't know, but like growing up, man, like when I was like 12, 13, like man, I was like, man, I hope I'm six four, six five, cause like my granddad, <laughs> Yo, he, six like, four was the height, you know what I'm saying, six bro? four would have been you perfect, know what I'm bro. I used to bank on that, like. Like man, when I when I hit puberty, man, I hope I hit my this girl spurt, man. I go to the league, let's go. Yeah. And then when I hit my girl spurt, you know, five eleven six, you know right. what I'm saying? I ain't there. So it's like you gotta be nice, like super nice in Ohio if you go like make it out. So, bro, I used know. to not lift just because I heard like if you live too early of an age, like it stunts your growth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I even know I got a couple more inches. Right. <laughs> I, was I ain't drink coffee. I ain't do none of that. You know what I'm saying? Bro. I was, bro. Y'all must have been short early on, too. Yeah. That's, that's was, totally like, true. for me, I was kind of always taller, so I just assumed I was going to achieve the height that I needed. Mm-hmm. But then I, like, capped out at, like, 5'11". And I was like, damn, I'm not going to get this. <laughs> right. That's what I was, I was talking to him. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't lifting weights or nothing, either. I was just like, bro, why am I not growing anymore? Like, bro, I swear, I started wearing, like, size 12 because I was like, bro, I I think if I just wear the next size, my foot would just <laughs> naturally grow into it. Like <laughs> none of that worked, bro. Oh my god! I was like, I was like 13, 14 years old, walking around with size 12s. I'm a true 10. I'm a true. <laughs> hey yo, to conclude it because I mean, we got a table full of poopers here. I wanna, cause someone, someone, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet like group chat with my friends, right? We send each other tweets and. Someone said this tweet. Uh, it was actually Chris. He's taking his test. Hopefully, we can come on the podcast soon. But he was like, um, "At what age did y'all realize that y'all weren't going to be the next Michael Jordan?" <laughs> bro, I was dude. Was I like fifteen? No, I was sixteen, bro. I was sixteen because like when I got to high school, like you know, you got to make varsity like either your ninth or your tenth grade year if you like yeah. if you go want to get it to the next level. Mm-hmm. I ain't really like make varsity and get no playing time until like my eleventh grade year. So when I was around like sixteen, I was like, yeah, it's over, man. Blue <laughs> dreams, I was so hurt, I was devastated. <laughs> but, you know, I had to just think ahead, like, all right, what's next? Like, yeah. right. so then that's when I went the doctor route, went to Baldwin Wallace University. Yeah. yeah so. mm-hmm. What about you, JJ? See, like, I was kind of like, my dad, like, he coached, like, hoops. So, like, I was always in the gym. I thought I was going to make it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, when I had got to, like, my – and it sucks to say this because, like, I still was hooping, like, and I still felt this way. But, like, when I was in, I, I want to say, like, my sophomore year, I had played – I was, like, hooping. I was hooping relentlessly. Like, I was hooping a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I played against some dude. Um, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not even going to say, like, what school you went to. But I played against some dude that was local – in our area and um bro like I was playing my like I was the hardest on my team and he came to practice with my AAU team mm-hmm. and like he was supposed to be like really nice in the area and I was like bro I'm about to bust like I'm about to like 
tear him up, bro. I mm-hmm. could not score on him to put his life. <laughs> I don't know if it was because I didn't have a meal in me or what, but like I was doing, like I was trying really hard, like and I, I was busting him on some plays, but like he was, he was taller than me. Like, he was younger, but he was taller than me. He had longer arms than me. I was like, bro, like, trying to do moves and stuff. Like, you, like, bro, like, I couldn't do nothing with him. And then on defense, like, I could kind of guard him. But, like, even when I was giving my all, he was still kind of busted. Like, yeah, I was like, yo, it's levels to this shit. <laughs> like, no matter how hard you work, bro. Like, and I was like, that really tested my confidence and, like, I don't know. Like ever since then, I kind of like it demoralized you. It didn't demoralize me because I still hooped with like relent. I didn't care who I was playing against, but like mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, though, like sometimes I'd be like, I don't know if I can score on this nigga because I right. couldn't score on that nigga. So <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say that word that many times, but like if I, I didn't know if I could score on him, mm-hmm. if or like not being able to score on him, and he was younger than me and just a little bit better, I was like, bruh. Like, it's got to be some other dudes out here that's probably, like, you know what I mean? So, like, I, it didn't, like, really clip yeah. my game, but I was like, bro, I'm not MJ. <laughs> <laughs> MJ would have cooked this nigga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro, for me, it was when I was, um, I'm going to just keep it short because I want to do one more thing, like, just ask you about your top producer with that thing, if we can conclude it for real. Mm-hmm. But mine was um, in eighth grade going into ninth grade, man. I was, like, a medium height. And then I just saw, like, the rest of my team just kind of, like, just shoot up. And it's just like, can y'all give me some height? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, like you said, bro, you're supposed to start, like, you know what I mean, freshman, sophomore year. But I was on, like, half freshman, half JV freshman year. And then, you know what I mean, like, usually if you have freshman, half JV, like, you're going to yeah, be, like, it's always, it's always, it was just, in my, like, situation, it was, like, y'all class. So, you was class 2016, right? Yeah, yeah, So, I'm class 2017. So, the class of 2016 was just nice. Like, yeah, we had Cam, yeah, Armand, yeah. Brandon, uh, Lamont, everybody. So, it's just, like, our, we was good in my class, but, like, we was, like, right under them. So, that's why we kind of played JV varsity. Because, like, it's only but so many players that can get in the game. You know what I'm saying? So, mm, yeah, exactly. You know, so. You only got five spots. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, but yeah. yeah, but yeah, mine was mine was high school. But um, Dante, your top producer man is, mm-hmm. or your record breaking month is thirty thousand. Um, we talked to Maisha a little bit. Hers was twenty nine, mine's twenty five. Mm-hmm. Talk about your um, record breaking month. Like what kind of things, um, <laughs> whether it be you fell into, or. Um, no, that, that big deal, man. man right, that's, that's what took it off. All right, Brother so be that or like I also right, so, talk about any turmoil, turmoil mm-hmm. that you had that month too. Definitely what like um, mm-hmm. what I went through, yeah, like diversity wise. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so March, March twenty twenty one. This was last year. So, um, that first week, I believe I wrote like five thousand or six thousand. It was something slow. But once um, we had got these leads, um, because we used to be on this thing called the draw, we used to get free leads, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we got some leads, like any other week, you know, so I'm calling these leads, boom. So I call the lead. So um, we set the appointment. So I, when I meet him at his house, um, first we, we do the whole deal in his car, I guess. I don't know why he wanted to do it in the car, but we just did it in the car. So he ended up getting um, 30000 for like $94 a month. Um, for himself, so then that's like a little, like a thousand dollars or something like that. So, like a couple of days later, he called me. He like, man, Dante, man, look, I got, I got like ten kids. I got twenty grandkids, man. I need more insurance than this, man. 
I'm like, okay, all right, so um, what time tomorrow are you free, morning, afternoon, or evening? So I said, the appointment. So when we meet up, um, he like, man, I need at least 300000 for myself, and then I need coverage for all my grandkids. So he ended up getting, um, I quoted him with 100000 I believe, what was it, Ammam, that was like 300 a month, and then I, um, I quoted him $87 a month for like 50000 and then he just got like a lot of a lot of different policies, and then he had got like fifty thousand for all his grandkids, and then the um, end of the sale ended up being like ten thousand dollars or eleven thousand dollars total. How long? Like how, how long were you insurance. in the home? Just, Man, I just so wanna... bro, I was in that home, bro. So the first, the, okay, so when we set the second appointment, I was in there for at least like three hours, bro, just doing all those applications, bro. That is is for me. <laughs> bro, three was, hours in a home crazy, with one person, bro. but during that, it was just during, like I made sure I cleared my whole day out for him. You have like, to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I knew he was like a like serious about getting coverage. He was passionate about it, mm-hmm. and like he wanted to pass down the money to his kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, he got declined from like two of those companies, though. So that's the turmoil I went through. Like he got declined, so I had to. Um, Try to research different companies uh, who I could put him with. Mm-hmm. Then I ended up putting him with F and G. He um, what he get? Got like three hundred, like three hundred thousand for like two hundred a month or something like that. So, you know, um, the reason why he got declined is because with life insurance, like you have to get medically approved. Like if you got like certain medical or any type of conditions with your health, certain companies would not approve you. They had decline you because of that. So. Um, he was taking like a diabetes pill, so that's why two of the companies declined him. But we ended up finding him a different company. That's why the insurance companies, man, for y'all out there, they want you to get it when you're young and you're healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's when your rates are going to yeah. be the cheapest. And the longer you are, the cheaper it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, the longer you wait, the more it's going to cost. And you don't want to be like seven years old and trying to get life insurance, because it's going to cost a lot, you know? So yeah, just lock it in while you're young, because it's important. You know, you don't want to leave that burden on your family for not having life insurance, you know? So Yeah, a lot of us, especially, you know, young people, we don't really think we're going to pass anytime soon. We think we got our whole life to live. Mm-hmm. And But, man. yeah, though, um, so after this, that deal, um, Bro, like literally every single appointment at home that I set, it was a close. Like I don't know <laughs> what it was, bro, but like that month, I was closing every single thing like I come across. <laughs> then I remember you had texted me and was like, after I had did the um, ten thousand deal, you was like, man, you got this money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, bro, like that month was crazy. So after that month, though, it definitely gave me like. A big boost of confidence, like it showed me, like you could do whatever you put your mind to, man. Like mm-hmm. anything is possible with this business, for real. So, um, you got to just have a strong work ethic. You got to be consistent. You got to just be passionate about what you do, and just be willing to put yourself out there and talk to people, and passing out your cards and just getting your name out there. So, that's facts. Well, I think that's a great way to conclude. How do you feel, JG? Man, I couldn't, I mean, he couldn't have said it any better. Yes, sir. All right, well, this is going to wrap up our show, guys. To wrap it up, you know, again, follow us. We're going to be doing on Twitch. 
Uh, the plan is to have our first launch date on June 2nd. That's going to be at Keep It A Buck underscore podcast. Uh, you're going to be seeing us on the YouTube, and then you can also follow us on Instagram at keepit.a.buckpodcast. All right, so just, you know, tap in. Let us know in the comment section who would you like to see more, who would you enjoy, who didn't you like, who did you hate. Do you hate JG? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man, just let, let us know what you thought in the comment section, and then we'll take it from there. Any more thoughts, JG, Dante? Um, Just our schedule, I guess. Did we talk about how, like, on Fridays we'll be um, we'll be doing going live on Twitch? Um, and the day for that... Will be coming soon. When I don't know when our June second. Okay, so June yeah, so June second. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the first like live on Twitch, and then after that, content coming every week. Mm-hmm. So look forward to Make that. So sure y'all like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, mm-hmm. keep it a buck. Yes, oh. sir. <laughs>